this next thing is I'm, I, this is stuff I'm really passionate about. And I really believe in. And I feel like the Lord has like spoken to me a lot about this, and even like some new new revelation for me. This is I've been sitting and praying and talking um, with the Lord about what to share today. And the topic is evangelism. How many people love evangelism? Come on, this is I love choosing to Come on, choosing to love evangelism. It's faith. But um. But guys, the reason why we share on all these things, even quick before we like dive in, the reason we share about all these things is like we really believe the Lord spoke to us last year and said that intimacy, intercession and prayer, evangelism and spiritual gifts are things that I want to deposit inside of every believer to live out and activate in faith. So that's why we do this. It's not just like, oh, we just like picked four random topics. Like this is the word of the Lord that we feel like he wants to instill in us these four things to live out an everyday missional faith. And so I just want to like ask a question. We're going to dive in a little bit to like what is evangelism, why evangelism, and then we're going to talk about rejection, which is so fun. Excited to talk about rejection. Come on. So really quick, I, I just wanted to like prompt us like with this um, I, I just kind of want to get us in this frame of mind. Like, how many people, how many of you guys went at a grocery store or in an airport or somewhere have had someone random you do not know lovingly? So I'm not talking about someone with like a, like a big sign or like a bullhorn, but someone you do not know lovingly come up to you and just like start sharing about the love of Jesus, encouraging you, maybe giving you a word, ask to pray for you. Just like raise your hand if you've ever had someone come completely random you don't know, just come up to you and like love you and encourage you and tell you about love you. One, two, wow, that's awesome. That's actually so awesome. Praise the Lord. So that means that every single one of the rest of us has never had someone like come and like share the love of Jesus with us in, in a way that reflects Christ. And I, I was sitting on an airplane the other day and I was just sitting there and every time I sit on an airplane I always get to talk to the person next to me and some really love it, some really don't love it, but they're stuck next to me, so I always get like, hey, you're stuck right here. Um, but I, I was just sitting there, and I was, I was reading my Bible. It was a longer flight, so I was like reading my Bible, because um, I had lots of time. And I, I just like got prompted by the Lord to like start walking down the aisles. And I, I was just like, man, like, not a single person at the Bible, not that they even have to, but I was like, guys, like, where is, like, where is the church? Like, why have I never, like, bumped into someone, like, Telling me how good Jesus is. Like, well, what's missing? Like, why have I never, like, been in a store, like, and had someone, like, just come encourage me just because they felt like, like, that's the, that's the Lord's heart. Like, if, if there's, like, whatever, like, you know, 60% of people in America that, like, follow Jesus truly, like, shouldn't there be 60% of people in every store who are walking with God's heart? I'm like, where is it? What's happening? Why, why, what's missing here? And I, I just said, like, th this is, like, what I've found to be true. And, and there is a study, I think Barna did this study, but it was a sermon by Andy Bird that I heard. And I think 13% of, of Christians will ever share their faith, have ever said that they've shared their faith. Only 13% of Christians say that they've ever shared their faith. And I was looking, I was like, what's wrong? What's happening? And, and I think there's only two things that could happen. And I want you guys to be aware of this. I want this to spur you on because... This is what I believe, like, has to be the heart. It, the two things that keep people from sharing the love of God is either, A, they just don't believe it. Just don't believe God's really worth love. Just don't believe Jesus is really that good to share. Or two, they're just trapped in fear. They're just stuck. 
And I look around and I'm like, 13% share their faith, um, at least once, that's a pretty low standard in their whole life. But 13%, that means that 87% have like never shared their faith. That means 87% of the church either believes God's not really worth it, or they're trapped in fear. Either one of those things breaks my heart, and it has to break our heart. It has to absolutely rip us up. Like, what do you mean? It's like, I I love Detroit Wing Company. Yes, you do. I love Detroit Wing Company. I'll tell you guys about Detroit Wing Company. I've had people who I don't know, I've met, and they've told me about Detroit Wing Company, but no one's told me about Jesus. Like, think about that. Like, I love Detroit Wing Company. I'm excited to tell you guys, guys, this is great. You go between three and five, it's a 40% off deal. It's ridiculous. Seriously. It's like too good to believe. It's crazy. It's like, Tell me about Jesus. Like it rips my heart out. And so today I want to address something. I believe all of you guys love, love the Lord. And I know you guys, you guys are here, you guys are hungry. You see the work, the surpassing work. The work in Philippians 3 that Brandon was talking about, what Paul shares, everything else is rubbish to me. I see the surpassing work of Jesus. So we have to understand that's the like, foundation. But then second, um, I just want to like talk about like fear. And, and a fear I think that keeps us from, from this keeps the 87% from sharing the love of Jesus, sharing this good news, is is the fear of rejection. Um, And rejection is something that's real, but I think deeper than even that, the bigger narrative of that is just like fear, just being scared, just really being scared. And so I just want to like hit on this a little bit. And so let me, before we dive too much further into like fear and rejection, um, I just want to get a framework again for like why do we do this? What's evangelism? And I just think simply the shortest and best way that I can summarize it is in Romans 10. And this is just like the heart of like why this is significant. Romans 10 starting in verse 13 says, For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Praise the Lord. Come on. Like that is so good. Like I, I think that's crazy to even think about. Just calling upon the name is enough to erase all my brokenness, all my sin, to be saved for eternity. It's crazy. But it says then in 14, how will they call on him in whom they have not heard? Talking about other people who have not heard this before. How, how is anyone going to call on the name in, in whom they've not heard about and, and believe in him? And then how will they believe in him in whom they've not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? And will they preach unless someone is sent? For it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news of good things. And so, like, this is the reality is that there's a broken world out there. And Jesus has given us a charge. He's actually sent us multiple times. In, in Mark 16, Matthew 28, Acts chapter 1, he's literally saying, like, go, go. I am sending you just as the Father has sent me. So I am sending you. And so the significance of why we can do this is we've lost people. And it breaks God's heart. And God has sent us and charged us with an ability to step in. And I refuse to let fear keep me from that. I refuse to let fear keep me from that. So rejection. How many people love rejection? Good. That's weird. That's one of the first things I want to say. There are people who evangelize with like almost the hope or the goal of being rejected. You know, you guys might know what I'm talking about. Don't. That's not the goal. I'm, I'm talking about rejection as a reality, not a goal. Yeah. You know, I've literally met people. We were in uh, Portland this summer, 
and there was this group that was around this really rough area, and they were kind of, you know, going with an intention of getting rejected. Um, I, at least that's what I discerned. And literally, a knife gets pulled on them, and like, like <laughs> threatened to be stabbed. Like, chill, everyone, relax. Like, what is happening right now? Rejection is a reality, but not a goal. And so, in uh, Luke chapter ten, look to Luke ten with me. Luke ten. Verse 16. Luke 10, verse 16. You're getting there. It's awesome. But it says this. This is Jesus talking right here. It says, To the one who listens to you also listens to me. And the one who rejects you also rejects me. And rejects the one who sent me. And so Jesus, this is like, if anyone, if any of you are passionate about missions or reaching unreached people, Luke 10 is like gold. Like it really is gold. You got like Jesus sending the 72 out. You got the good Samaritan. Um, you got the results of what happened. Then you got Mary and Martha. So if you just want the whole, like you want to get trained, just go to ten, And that's a way to reach. But Jesus is talking as he's sending people out. And he's like, I'm preparing you. You're, you're going to get rejected. You're going to get rejected. In John 15, if you want to put John 15, I know we're all over the place. You guys are killing it. John 15, verse 18 says, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. And if you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, because of this, the world hates you. And so there's like this like setup. It's like, wait, what, what, what's happening? Like you're telling me like, I'm going to step out even today. And like the world's like not going to understand or like they're going to reject me like there's this underlying reality that rejection is there but rejection can be one of two things and this is where I think we get the heart of Christ without the heart of Christ we're never going to step into evangelism without the heart of Christ we're never going to see men without the heart of Christ we're never going to overcome fear and there's a reality that the heart of Christ is this is that before the foundation from the very moment me the very short time after God created man rejected He's experienced rejection like we can even imagine. Absolute rejection. Saying like, I, I'm your good father. I'm going to provide every single thing for you. I got it all mapped out. I got this for you. I got this. We're going to work together. I'm going to give you dominion. I got your job lined up. I'm, I'm like here with you. I'm gonna, we're going to walk in the pool today. And he gets rejected. And some revelation I was having is just like thinking about, you know, one day, um, Lord willing, having a family, having kids. And I know so many parents. I have friends whose parents felt this way, where, where their kids have rejected them. And they've stepped away, and they've pushed away, and they've gone and done whatever they want, and they, they've ran away from what their parents have hoped for. And a good parent, what, that breaks a heart. That breaks the heart of a good parent. And maybe some of you guys, myself included, have been in spots where I've rejected my family, I've rejected my parents, and it breaks their heart. It breaks their heart. And I think of God, literally the perfect father, who created every single person on this earth, every single person on this earth, with a love and a hope and a joy to know and be in relation with them. And he gets constantly rejected. Constantly. Whenever we go do our own thing, whenever we get addicted to something, whenever we, we're saying, I know better than you. I, I, don't, I don't have any reverence for I don't care about you. Completely rejected. And that's the world that we see. That's the world that we live in. That's the world that maybe we've even participated in. But rejection did something to the heart of God. And it can either do something to us as well. And, and what happened is rejection actually is what drove Jesus to come to earth. Yeah. Think about that. It wasn't rejection that kept him in fear. 
Rejection is a reality. He says, I've been rejected, you're gonna get rejected too. So it's not like a question of like, are we gonna be like rejected? It's not the goal. Nowhere did it say it's the goal. But rejection is a reality, and what did it do? It didn't push Jesus away in fear like it does for 87% of Christians. There wasn't like this, oh goodness, like I, I hope like I don't get rejected. Rejection did something in the heart of Christ that sent him down to the very people and place that he's been rejected the most. Like, think about that. And so why don't we evangelize? Maybe because we're afraid of rejection. Well, let's step into the heart of Christ. I believe if we catch his heart, we're going to actually be charged into and love the very people that might reject us. That's the heart of Christ, is to step in. To step in. And so there's a reality that this can keep us from the fullness of Christ if we don't have the heart of Christ centered around it. Is that we can live in fear. We can live with a misunderstanding. We can live trapped, and we can live ultimately with other people um, never hearing, never having an opportunity to call upon the name that it says in Romans 10. Any who would call upon the name would be saved. But people need to hear. And people need to hear from someone who's going to be ready to preach. It doesn't say from someone who's going to be nice at the workplace and hope they ask a question about Jesus one day. It's someone who's going to preach and tell them with their mouth. Tell them. And how, how are we going to tell them unless we are sent? So what, what is our heart? What's my heart? What's, what's God's heart? I believe it's a daily saying, I'm sending you into these places. I'm sending you into mire. Guys, I walk through mire all the time. And, man, most of those people, like, I mean, I don't know everyone's story, but most of the people I talk to will never step foot in the church. You know, like, they just don't, they don't care. You know, they don't know. Something my heart and so the Lord has an opportunity for us to capture his heart, to go to the very people that might reject us. And they have been. Honestly, if I'm being honest, right where we're at, I, I don't get rejected that much. It's like, not even, honestly, we don't. People are hungry to be loved. Yeah. People are hungry to know God. People are hungry to have purpose. And so I like Man, stick around. If you're not planning on sticking around, stick around. And, and this is more than just a, a once a month, like, check in a box. This is like, man, God, everywhere I go, everywhere I go, I get to bring your heart into the people that rejected you. And they might reject me. And it's okay. Uh, they're not rejecting me. Jesus has been good. He's like, don't worry if they reject you. They're just rejecting you because they reject me. And they might. But if someone needs to hear the gospel a hundred times, now it's only 99. You know, and like that's worth it to move someone from A to B, move someone from B to C, C to D, and like I'll keep going. And like I might get to see someone come to know Jesus. I might get to see someone call upon the name. And heck yes, that is like the most special thing. But like at the same time, I'm so ready to just keep moving someone along that line. And I pray, I pray, I pray for you guys. I pray for the 87 percent. I pray for the church to wake up and to get the heart of Christ, to get out, to stop living in fear. To stop living in a reality that maybe they're living for church or maybe they're living for a small group. They're not living for Jesus. Because if you're living for Jesus, you know he's worthy. You know he's worthy of sharing. Like you know he's better than DWC. Like you do. You just know. And, and so, um, guys, I, I, I'm excited. Like, let, let the love of Christ be the driving force. And the love of Christ doesn't make sense. The love of Christ is the one that says, I got perfection all around me. And I'm going to leave perfection and go to the people that reject it. That doesn't make sense. But that is the heart of Christ. That is the heart of the God that we love. That's the heart of the God we serve. 
And so that's why I'm like passionate about this. It is because that's what Jesus did for me. You know, he, I rejected him and he found me. He chased after me. He sent people. Yeah. He sent my grandma who prayed for me. He sent so many people. And I'm telling you, there's people who are walking around that we're going to meet today who have grandmas who are also praying for them. Right. And we are an answer to people's prayers. We're an answer to the heart of Christ. We're an answer to the love of Jesus. We're an answer to what Jesus, when he was on that cross, he was praying, God, I pray that someone would understand, that the world would understand how much I love them, that they wouldn't help, they couldn't help but share that with the world around them. Yeah. And so guys, rejection, it's a reality. Jesus doesn't shy away from it. It's true. But it's the heart of Christ to step into the very places where rejection is prevalent and to show his love. So I just want to pray for us quick. And I think we've got a lot of attention I'm really excited about. Um, but I just want to pray that we would just receive the heart of Christ. And you can check a box, you're sealed, you be good. And Luke 10 also talks about Mary and Martha. And you could be Martha, and you might be able to share your, your faith for the college years. I, I think you could be Martha and share your faith for college years, but you won't share your faith until you're 80 without being Mary. And so we need that heart. We need to sit in his feet and say, God, I need your heart. So Jesus, I just ask, Lord, in faith, you would make us so tender. Father, so tender. God, but tender in such a way that sends us into the very darkest places of our city, sends us into the very darkest places, Father. I ask that you would fill us with a boldness, God, to proclaim the good news because it's worthy, because people are drowning in sin, because people by pass by in the Walmart don't know. They don't know. They don't know you. They don't know the truth. And Father, we just put off fear, God. We, A, say that we believe you are worthy enough to share. We do. We say, A, God, number one, you are worthy enough to share. And two, we just repent, God. We say any fear that's kept us from sharing what we believe is true, God, we are sorry. We are sorry. We are sorry. We are sorry. We put off fear. We put off our um, our concern about ourselves, our concern what someone else thinks, our fear of man, our worry of rejection. God, we know rejection is a reality. Your word says it. God, and rejection is not our goal. But those are the very people, God, who your heart is crying out for. So, God, what an honor to partner with your heart, to partner with your son, sitting at the right hand of the Father, day in, day out, interceding on their behalf. God, what an honor it is. And so, Jesus, we ask that you would give us that heart. God, you would also, God, make this a, a, a lifestyle, God. I seriously ask for every single one of us that this would be a lifestyle. I, I want to see planes, airplanes filled with people sharing the gospel, God. I want to see airports filled with people on their knees outside of Dunkin' Donuts praying and celebrating God. I want to see Walmarts and Myers and, and streets. And I want to see Leonard Street filled with more people who are ready to, to serve and to pray and to proclaim this good news. Father, would you wake up the church? God, and in waking up the church, would you wake up my heart? I love you, God. You're so worthy. You're so good. And so I thank you, Jesus, for what an honor it is to partner with you, God. What other time? Like, this is it, Lord. The, the rest of my days on this earth, God, there's not, not going to be a need for evangelism in heaven, God. And so now, 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 I don't want to waste a day. I don't want to waste a moment. I don't want to waste a grocery trip. I love you, Father. Thank you for what you're doing in this family and in this community. Pray this all in Jesus' name.